Human Trafficking True Crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733. Last Word is a lifestyle brand focused on all things anti-human trafficking. According to the International Labor Organization, over 260 million children are forced into employment around the world. Making textiles and garments for the demands of fashion trends we see all on social media. This will often come at the price of a child being forced into labor trafficking. Our ambition at Last Word is to reduce the exposure of those who are trafficked around the world, starting with the garment industry. Last Word offers consumers a refreshed look at recycled, repurposed, and reloved fashion trends. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that fashion has a way of circling back around, and not always in the best way. Last Word takes all those unwanted and undesired garments, giving them a little TLC or repurpose to create a divine collection you will feel confident, amazing, and inspired in when wearing. Follow Last Word on Instagram at lastword underscore by SL and visit us online at lastwordbysl.com to get your latest fashion trends everyone will be sure to ask you about. A Canadian fashion mogul, a billion-dollar global industry, private planes, lavish parties, friends and connections to a long list of celebrities, homes around the world, it all sounds like a life worth living. Until a festering feud between your billion-dollar neighbor unearths years of sexual allegations that got swept away. Arrests, labor trafficking, abuse of power, corruption, and that just scratches the surface. Tonight, we give the victims of Peter Nygaard the last word. Welcome, welcome everyone for another episode of Human Tracking True Crime. I'm Shannon Labrie and with me... I'm Megan. Uh, I'm Megan. I, I was doing two different things at once. Hi everybody, I'm here. <laughs> we are here, we are ready. I'm present. <laughs> we are taking on all things. We're tired. Yes, just a bit. <laughs> We're making it work. We're making it work. What else? Well, I think you had said you had... Well, before we get into the crazy news story, go rate, comment, do all the things. Please go donate if you can to lastwordbysl.com as Megan and I are struggling artists and this is how we pay for the podcast is by donation. So I am working on the Patreon account. It is not up yet. Give me a minute. We will get there. But it's just technologically challenged. There's just a lot going on, <laughs> and it is. I've got to, like, figure out all the things. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So we are getting there, and you guys will have extra bonus material once we figure all that out. So, But in the meantime, you can still go donate. You can go buy merch um, on the store page. You can definitely leave us a review on social media yes. or on Apple. Please do. 
just, um, just and that helps us reach more listeners a little so. nice constructive yeah. criticism too you know yes don't be mean on another note i do want to say shout out to all of our listeners we've actually had quite a few reaching out to us just by like leaving comments on the episodes that we do we've had quite a few reach out to us on social like via instagram and so it's always cool to hear from people that are not our mom and siblings <laughs> yeah. and family friends <laughs> that's and, true because they're always the harshest critics <laughs> yeah well also too it's kind of cool when it's like do you know this person because I don't know this person and then we're both like oh my gosh someone is listening to us that neither one of us knows <laughs> like we're famous yeah. in our own little right so definitely share tell all your friends about it we're getting way better than we were so <laughs> I agree I think so mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me your crazy news story, Megan. Well, it's not really a crazy news story. I just want everybody to give a little appreciation to uh, Niall from The Voice. He's one of the new judges on The Voice. I don't know who that is. Which apparently uh, people didn't know that The Voice was still running. And Shannon, you don't know who Niall is? Nope. From One Direction? I know One Direction, but I couldn't tell you. Isn't Harry Styles one? Yeah. Then so they it's all like, split up, right? So um, now they're all doing their own music. And Niall, God, I, I, just, I just found I have a newfound love for Irish accents. I'm not going to lie. He's Irish? Oh, my God. He's Irish. <laughs> he makes no me idea. very bashful. I've already told Harrison that uh, if given the opportunity, I would definitely leave him for someone that was irish hall pass <laughs> maybe oh yeah. my gosh no i don't He's watch the voice cutie. i think you should just for him good i don't have like, time for all that. i could listen to him talk for like hours really yeah okay i have a thing for the irish accents so i think accents are a lot of people's things but i do not know who he is i don't watch the voice i think i watched American Idol, like maybe the first year it came out, just because Kelly Clarkson is here. Yeah, well, Kelly's a judge on The Voice. Isn't that a com? Wait, what? Kelly- Aren't those on different networks? Can she? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess she probably doesn't have a compete clause <laughs> no. anymore. She's no. been doing her own thing. Yeah, she's been a judge on there for like nine years, I think. Yeah. On The Voice. On The Voice. Yes. That's all totally. That's not yes. what she was on. Correct. Wow. Nine years? I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. 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 There's no way, because I thought other people were doing it. We're going to have to look that up. I don't think that's right. It's like nine years. Blake Shelton's been on there for 21. Whoa. Okay, The Voice has not been around for 21 years. That's what they said. Maybe 21 seasons. Nine okay. seasons. Because The Voice, or American Idol came out. Like when I was in high school. American Idol is celebrating their 21st year. Wow. That's wild. That to This year is their 21st birthday. Okay, I did not know all that. That's wild. <laughs> I'm in on that pop culture stuff. Okay, <laughs> then I will take your word for it because I don't watch it. That just sounds crazy. I didn't have any idea that Kelly Clarkson was on it like at all. Yeah, you should, you should watch. You should watch it. I'm good. I don't have time for that, Megan. <laughs> Enough going on. Give me a true crime podcast or a true crime documentary and I'll watch that. That's true. All right. So let's move on into tonight's case. Um, We are talking about Peter Nygaard. And Mm -hmm. I am going to be honest, Megan, I did not even know who this dude was. 
Um, and his arrest was recent, like as in a matter of a couple of years ago. Apparently I was sleeping under a rock when all this happened or it just didn't make it across my desk. I don't know. If he was recently arrested, there's been a lot going on. So Yeah, I was arrested in twenty early 2020. Mm, okay. And then COVID hit. So, I mean, I guess that could be why we didn't... I didn't hear a lot, but he has gained a lot of traction since because there have been quite a few shows and documentaries and whatnot on him and his nefarious acts. Uh, But I personally did not know who he was. He is a Canadian fashion mogul, got into fashion, and we'll get into all that, but never heard of him. Couldn't tell you what any of his crap looks like. I I couldn't either. (laughs) Like, I have no idea. So Peter Nygaard literally was a man who had it all. He had, like, the success, the money, a lifestyle for the rich and famous. 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 The famous. The famous. He managed to stay out of the public eye for a majority of the success, which I think is why a lot of people didn't realize who he was when he got arrested. Um. Even though he's like this billionaire, everyone's just kind of like, wait, who? Who, who are yeah. you? But I think there's probably quite a few people that have a lot of money that we just don't have any idea who they are because they yeah. stay I out mean, of it. you can it. have money and not be famous. So. Mm-hmm. And so he's classified himself, but a majority of other people have classified him as Canada's version of Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Which I can okay. see when I, like, look as far as the always having young, attractive women that are significantly younger than you around, having multiple girlfriends, hmm. parties, women, like, all of that. So I can see, I can see where people would get the idea, but I've read articles where he's classified himself as Hugh Hefner, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Bit narcissistic, but... <laughs> And Peter Nygaard's connected to seriously so many different A, B, and C list celebrities. He is friends with the likes of Oprah, Michael Jackson, Sean Connery, just a few, right? He jet sets all across the globe in his private plane. He goes to all kinds of celebrity parties. He actually starts hosting, I think, in the early 90s, a Grammar, Grammy or Oscar? I think it's an Oscar party. So hosts a hundred celebrity Oscar party that's the same night as the Oscars. So mm. he's the one hosting that. Okay. He's very well connected. He's got houses in Canada, the US, the Bahamas, and he's all over the world. And he throws massive parties, but he wouldn't obviously be on our show if he was a... A kind, decent fella. Stand-up gentleman. I got asked the other day, this is random, but not, what chivalry meant. And the person saying chivalry couldn't actually even say the word. Chivalry? Yeah, yeah, kind of. And so I finally was like, are you trying to say chivalry? And the person was like, yes. How do I say that and what is it? So then I looked to the other person with me and I was like, I guess chivalry really is dead. Because <laughs> these people have no idea. So yes, Peter Nygaard has no chivalry. Chivalry. Chiv- chivalry. He 
went from having millions with Nygaard International to now sitting in jail with human trafficking charges, sexual assault, a plethora of of issues. So he managed to keep this little secret throughout 30, 40 plus years of his success. And now he's in jail. But how, how did Peter Nygaard get there? Who is he and how did he end up there? So let's start diving into this creeper. Peter Nygaard was born Pekka Juhani Nygaard in Helsinki, Finland. Sometime in the 40s. I've seen it reported two different dates. Always July 24th. But on one of the websites that was about Peter Nygaard's family that I think he contributed to, they list his birthday as 43, but then multiple other sites list it as 1941. So I'm not really sure, but he was born in the 40s. And by the 50s, the Nygaard family decided to move from Finland to Manitoba, Canada in hopes of a better life. Right, naturally. Right. I don't really know what Finland was like in the 50s. Living the but Canadian dream. It's cold. Cold. I've never been, so I have no I've idea. actually not been either, and I used to live in Seattle and always say, like, oh, my gosh, let's go, let's go, let's go. We just never went. One day. They end up, the Nygaard family, settling in Winnipeg, and Peter Nygaard himself has stated that his family lived in a 15-by-13-foot converted coal bin, which had no running water or electricity. Oh. So he has said he has like a rags to rich fame story, if you will. In 1964, Nygaard graduated from the University of North Dakota with a business degree. And afterwards, with just a few thousand dollars, went um, into the apparel business and in 1967, Nygaard Apparel Manufacturing Company was created and located in Winnipeg, where Nygaard would then take over a struggling clothing manufacturer called Nathan Jacobs. And with this takeover, Nygaard's company landed into a larger market, which really was ultimately the launch of his success. His money flows, cash flow. Mm-hmm. Once he bought Nathan Jacobs, it opened up his avenue of where he was already selling. And so it really took off. And then from there, he rebranded to Nygaard International. Around that same time, he was arrested for assault charges, I believe. And then they those were later dropped. In 1978, Nygaard made a deal with a leading sportswear designer named Nancy Ebker. And she was based in New York City. And with this deal... Nygaard was then landed inside the U.S. market. Okay. I'm trying to find, like, what his clothing looks like, and I can't find it at all, so. I believe that at this point, he had sold to places like Sears, Dillard's, um... I don't think JCPenney was one. I'm pretty sure I have it later on in my notes, but that's who... Sears isn't even around really anymore. There's only like a handful of stores. I thought they only sold appliances. No. <laughs> Sears used to be like a JCPenney. Oh. But yeah. they used to be real known for their appliances and stuff. But then, yeah, they had like clothes and like all the things. 
I don't think they're around though anymore now. I don't ever see anyone. So when Nygaard went into business with Nancy, the agreement was that orally they agreed to a 50-50 partnership in which Nygaard would kick in $700,000 to finance the design and production of two sportwear lines that were already out in Nancy's showroom. Nancy has claimed that Nygaard discouraged a written agreement, telling her that lawyers would only make a big mess. If you have to have a brain, you can probably figure out where this is going. Yeah, he's going to screw over. Within a matter of weeks <laughs> of closing that deal, Nygaard fired Nancy, took over the offices, possessed all of the designs. He basically locked her out. And I just want to say here, one, always get a lawyer when there's contract stuff involved and selling of things. And two, if they say you don't need a lawyer, you, you absolutely need a, need a lawyer. Go get a lawyer. It's always good to have lawyers. Always. So she gets ultimately big time screwed out of this. And this starts a 12-year battle into just trying to figure all this out. She sues him. He then countersues. Like, it's a matter of back and forth. But 12 years, this goes on. Nancy tells Forbes magazine in 2010, quote, he literally ruined my life. I have all, he's told me I have all of your patterns. I have everything. I own everything. I never intended to put anything in writing. You have nothing and I'm a millionaire. <laughs> oh my God. Obviously we were not there for this conversation, but I just kind of can like what a flex. see someone say that. Oh, I can too. I'm a millionaire. I have a huge, um, this guy is reminding me a lot of somebody that I, that I, uh, know. Okay. I'm not going to name any names, but <laughs> it's reminded me a lot. You'll have to tell me later. Nygaard would say in court years later that the two had a calm conversation in which he suggested they amicably part ways. So he's painting a completely different picture. And the judge, Irving Cooper has stated that he found Nancy to be highly credible and deemed Nygaard evasive, insincere, and utterly lacking in credibility. But unfortunately, Judge Cooper goes on to say that Nancy failed to prove that she was damaged by Nygaard's actions in the case, so it was dismissed. Mm. And then Nygaard had filed a counterclaim against Nancy throughout this whole process that also was then thrown out in 19. And like I said, that was a 12 year battle. So that took place originally in 1978, but it was 12 years before that settled in 1980. The free press reported that Nygaard had been charged by Winnipeg, Winnipeg authorities for raping an 18 year old female. But those mm -hmm. charges were dropped like the one back in the sixties and that's because I guess the victim refused to testify. And this kind of seems to be a pattern. A lot of the victims that did speak out against him at the time all kind of refused to testify. Okay. And it, I did read reports that Nygaard used, it's claimed that Nygaard used company funds to pay off this particular victim. Hush money. Mm-hmm. 
According to the free press, Nygaard said the police had used poor judgment in investigating the case and added that the whole matter could have been avoided had they adopted a more responsible attitude. Nygaard went on to say that he planned to establish a foundation to finance work to improve the quality of the Canadian judicial <laughs> system. Wow, he thinks really highly of himself. Yeah. After all of this, Nygaard's spokesperson was asked about these charges and they all tried to deny, like, we don't, we've never heard of these charges. So they're trying to play face at this point. Deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. In 1984, sources stated an 18-year-old Nygaard employee who was being sexually harassed by Nygaard while at work approached a police officer she knew in Canada and the employee, because the employee wanted to press charges against Nygaard, the officer told the employee he would check into Nygaard and the employee goes on to state that the officer then informed her later that Nygaard's file was 10 and a half inches high Jesus. and that the employee states to the fifth edition article that this came from. The officer told her, quote, nothing sticks to this man. I don't know what's happening. You have to get out of there. End quote. And that was in 1984. And if he's saying that that was already 10 inches high, like that's oh insane. In 1987, Nygaard is living his life, living it up. He has got all this money. He buys his dream home. It's nothing fancy though, guys. It's just 4.5 acres <laughs> on Life Light Lyford K Peninsula, which is in the New Providence of the Bahamas. Uh, it's just your run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter house. It only has 150,000 square feet of beachfront property, so it's really not that much. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Mm. Mm -mm, no, I mean, and really, there's really not a whole lot you can do with the 32,000-square-foot grand ballroom, which also houses a 100,000-pound glass ceiling. <sighs> I'm not really sure what kind of events or how you would, you know, I, I don't know how you would have yeah, people over there for that. Um, yeah. It's not enough room at all. No, and it definitely isn't going to be enough room with the additional 12 themed cabanas that guests can stay at on this property. They can also go to an aquarium, a casino, and if they're super poor, they can fly in directly <laughs> on their helipad because or on their helicopter because there's a helipad. Oh my god. There's an Instagram <laughs> guy. Super poor. <laughs> If you can't fly with your private jet and you only have a helicopter, there's a helipad. Have you seen, I don't know the guy's name, but he's on Instagram and it's like, on this edition of I'm well, Rich, You're Poor. That's TikTok guy with the ice. Okay, I don't have TikTok, <laughs> he but. He does the ice. I don't know, like, but I saw one oh, where it was like Louis Vuitton coasters <laughs> and it's like, do you want a burger box with Louis Vuitton coasters? And it's like, you know, like a box, like looks like a burger yeah. box, but it's all like Louis Vuitton and then you open it and it's coasters. I don't know. That guy's funny, but he He's should hilarious. do one on this. Yeah. I'm rich, you're poor. But yes, this this house is 4.5 acres. It has over 150,000 square feet of beachfront, private beachfront property. Yeah. Private beachfront property. 32,000 square foot grand ballroom. None of us even live in a 32,000 square foot house. No. Isn't that like the size of Walmart? 
It had, yeah, uh, probably because or my Home Depot. <laughs> I know for sure my house is only like a couple thousand. I think my parents <laughs> is only like twelve thousand. <laughs> and I'll be staying in the closet <laughs> <laughs> under the stairs. Thank you. Right. So he buys this, what he has stated as his dream home, in '87. And in the 90s, Nygaard's house was showcased on the Oprah Winfrey show. And Nygaard K, which is what he changed the name to, like he officially like named it Nygaard K. It was called Lyford K, but he named his estate Nygaard K. Okay. Uh, Nygaard K was also then featured on a Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. You're probably too young for this, but I do remember that show. I don't remember all the episodes, but what's funny is when I read this, I thought, you know, I remember that show and I remember watching some of them and being like, who the hell are you? Like not even knowing (laughs) who some of these people were and you're like showing them all these houses that they have. And like, I just remember as a young, like teenager, whenever the show came on, it was a while ago thinking, who are these people? Cause it wasn't like your Britney Spears, Beyonce, it would always be people you didn't know. And obviously, because they had Nygaard, like, I'm wondering if I saw his episode and he was one, I was like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) You're probably just making fun of how he looks. Probably, because he is a weird looking dude. On the Oprah Winfrey show, she states that Nygaard K is twice the size of Bill Gates' house, Mm. which I found to be wild. And he has had guests and friends of all kinds, stay at his house. Michael Jackson, Oprah, Sean Connery, Robert De Niro. He even had former President George H.W. Bush. And for our outside listeners, that's Daddy Bush, Grandpa Bush, whatever you want to call it, First Bush. And he even had Sarah Ferguson and Prince Andrew, along with their daughters, Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice, stay in the summer of 2000. Mm-hmm. So any bells going off for people at this point? Like Prince oh, Andrew yeah. has stayed at his freaking house. My bells have been going off for a while. So. I mean, you're on our show, so the bells should have been going <laughs> off. But it's just, here we go. Here we here we fucking go. What is that? Here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> I don't know what to do. There's a clip where it's like, here we go. Here the fuck we go. But here we go. Like Prince Andrew. Anyone else remember what private island he stayed on? It's these private islands, man. You just. This is another reason why we need people to go to the store page and donate because we would really like to take a trip down there and do some of our own investigative research. I feel like we would get invited to some of these parties and then we could like do some undercover work <laughs> or end up killed. I don't know. <laughs> They'd probably invite us there to kill us. Let's hope not, but you could still fund our trip somewhere. Like we would, I do, I do. There's quite a few. I want to like places I want to go and like do research on, but yes, I think it is when you look at like, Epstein and now Nygaard, they're in places where there is a lot of easily to corrupt people because you have a lot of money and you can buy them off because money is 
scares exactly yeah. down there in those in certain places and laws are a little bit more laxed i think too on like isn't it like panama their banking system that's what like the country a lot of people use for money laundering because their banking systems are different i don't know i'm probably talking out of my ass but offshore accounts yeah and then i think that falls into why these pedophiles go to these certain places because they know their money is going to be able to buy people off there's already corruption going off they can have their offshore accounts that aren't monitored by the irs Mm -hmm. or whoever so he is in the bahamas and he is well known and i also forgot to mention i'm gonna back up if you haven't (laughs) looked at this house go look at it because they like to say that it's a mayan themed house for me, and I don't know if you even know what this is, Megan, some of our listeners, I think, might, but this house to me looks straight up Legends of the Hidden Temple meets the TV show Survivor with a cross of like Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark and some fake Gucci and Prada just sprinkled all around it. It's ugly. I think it's so yeah. out, not fitting for the bahamas it's such a beautiful area but that house is just you saw it yeah it's it's gaudy it's gaudy it's it doesn't fit it does not it needs a more tropical vibe yeah i get that jungly yeah yes it's very like survivor legends of the hidden temple do you know what that is legends of the hidden temple it's like this 90s show but it's like that but then it also like has weird little things to it where it's like i mean that looks nice like gucci prada nice right like but you're also mm-hmm. like it just doesn't fit it's so out of the yeah like my lion head doesn't belong on a beach mm mm or a big ass grand ballroom with a bunch <laughs> of mayan temples running around it's just yeah. weird not a fan nigard has been in the bahamas for a while He buys this house, right? He becomes super well-known. He is connected to leaders. He has helped to donate for uh, political campaigns. And at some point, he starts hosting these Sunday pamper parties at Nygaard K. The name alone was like, yeah, couldn't have come up with something a little better. Like, Jesus. And he invites everyone to this party, Megan. Everyone. I mean, their reports I have read said that there would be models, strippers, local people, police officers, politicians, elected officials, like anyone and everyone and underage girls too. And these are all day parties. They start in the afternoon with games and and drinking and Nygaard brings in masseuses and hair techs and nails techs so the everyone can get their they get pampered right pampered party but they're getting (laughs) your face right now it's just such a gross name anyway so they bring them all in and it's like an all-day thing like you get there you're playing games on the beach i mean well shit look at the place i would be there all day too i would never leave i wouldn't leave you probably he probably doesn't even know that people are still there you would never know. No, like. and I read that in some of these, like, so they would start out playing games, then, you know, people get massages and hair and nails and makeup, and then they would have drinks, and then it would move to dinner, and then they'd move to the karaoke bar, and then they'd Jesus. move. So it's like, this place is massive. So you could easily sneak away and end up away from everyone 
and he would have no idea that you were in your house unless he had security cameras like Epstein and everyone else, which I'm sure he probably did. But I think I also read that he had upwards of 2,000 people in attendance at these parties. Jesus. Everyone is invited, like I said. And this just becomes the normal Sunday routine. And these parties go in to the wee hours of Monday, like 3, 4 a.m. on Monday. Throughout the 90s, Nygaard's success continues to grow. He starts hosting the annual celebrity Oscar party I was mentioning earlier in L.A. Uh, And that's on the night of the Oscars. And in conjunction with that was some type of science uh, stem cell research thing. I'm drawing. I didn't write it down. I'm so mad. I don't know why I didn't put this in here. But he starts getting into stem cell research and aging backwards. Oh, okay. So like cryo and shit like that. I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm not poor enough to afford that, so <laughs> I can't tell you, but I just use my Mary Kay cream. Mary Kay, you want to sponsor me? I'm not doing Botox. <laughs> I will age gracefully. It's fine. But what was I saying? The Oscar party. Yes. Yeah, so these these party, these Oscar party that he would have, he would it was like co-hosted with this like aging science thing mm-hmm. that they're researching whatever stem cell and all the things it wasn't just stem cells a bunch of different things but I read their website and it was just I'm not saying I believe in all of the QAnon crap with the whole like blood sacrifice drinking yeah, and cool. listen that's some deep stuff and I think there's some credible um I shouldn't say credible. There's some thought-provoking theories that I've read behind it that I'm like, okay, I can see where we're going from this. I need proof. We don't have proof. I haven't seen anything. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it does. But when I read this website, I thought, this sounds just like what everyone talks about on the damn QAnon shit. Like the going backward, aging backwards. He goes into like the the drinking... um, the stem cells, not the drinking, the stem cells of of blood. We're going to get into all of this, but I just thought that was interesting <laughs> that he's co-hosting this with yeah. this. This It makes sense. There, there are billionaires always have an eccentric side to them. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying it is QAnon related. I just thought it was really interesting because everything on their website just screamed everything you read about the QAnon crap. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1990s, a 14-year-old girl comes forward in Winnipeg stating she had been raped by Nygaard, and it's reported he persuaded her family not to come forward with charges and gave the victim's family $250,000 to stay quiet. Wow. In 1993, Nadine Moutos, an indigenous girl at the time, a girl, 14 years old, living on the streets in Canada says that she was picked up by Nygaard who sexually assaulted her and that she went to the police, provided enough information for them to investigate Nygaard. But after officers asked the Manitoba prosecutors to consider laying charges, the lawyers declined to prosecute. Hmm. Nadine told the Fifth Estate, quote, this, that just broke my heart. 
man, it gave me no faith in the justice system. It's like a slap in the face. End quote. Well, yeah, of course it would be. Well, and let's face it. I mean, I'm, I don't want to throw the race card out all the time, but how much do we talk about indigenous people, but especially women and women in general are just not believed mm-hmm. when sexual assaults like this happened. Okay, well, let's also factor in that Mr. Nygaard is a white man with bukus of bucks and he is the number one like job supplier person at the time in Winnipeg. Like his manufacturing company was based there and he employed a shit ton of people. So I can see right. how they're just going to be like, turn a blind eye, turn a blind eye. And that's so messed up because what did that do to poor Nadine for the rest of her life? Like how, what other issues came forward where she was like, I'm not even going to go to the police because what's the fucking point? Exactly. Which probably kept her on the street for longer. Probably. Absolutely. I'm sure she is not. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, but She's not living the life of Peter Nygaard. She's not making millions of dollars. Like, she's probably still struggling. And she didn't get bought off like the other one. So it's just, it's so, so sad. Again, in 1993, April, a 20-year-old who was invited to Winnipeg by Nygaard for a modeling job states that Nygaard held her captive and raped her. Afterwards, she went to Winnipeg police who referred her case to Manitoba prosecutors, but April was informed by the Crown that they would not, that they were declining to lay charges, which apparently that's how they, they say it in Canada, lay charges. Lay charges. I like that. So again, it's like time after time, he's getting accused of stuff and then it's It's just getting swept under the rug Mm -hmm. and by the late 90s which is why his case file is 10 and a half inches long no shit no i'm sure it's bigger at that point because by the 90s nygaard paid to settle three sexual harassment complaints filed by former employees in manitoba and since those cases were not adjudicated the commissions wouldn't release the records but the local paper the Winnipeg Free Press published two articles detailing the complaints according to the paper one of the women a 27-year-old travel coordinator said she repeatedly brushed off Nygaard's touches and sexual advances while another employee who's 39 and was a communications manager claimed that Nygaard added skinny dipping to the agenda for a business Jesus. meeting. Mm-hmm. She goes on to say that while in the Bahamas at Nygaard K, he frequently was grabbing himself wearing a small bathing suit. And I say, quote, I found him in a state of undress, pants open, no shirt, or with his hand down the front of his pants, fondling himself. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. In 19, I'm sorry, in 2003, an American couple sues Nygaard in Florida for allegedly tricking them into accepting jobs as managers of his estate in the Bahamas. The couple claimed Nygaard reportedly flouted Bohemian immigration laws by failing to obtain work por- permits for the employees. The couple also alleged that Nygaard mistreated workers by fining them for petty or small infractions things like dirty glasses left on the beach cabanas not having 
Nygaard's room cool enough when he arrived. It's the fucking Bahamas. It's going to be humid. Okay. And even if there were presents of houseflies in the Grand Hall. My. I can give you the, like, the heat. Like, no, dude. Like, you can't control fucking flies. Like, no, I'm not Mr. In Miyagi. No, an open concept house where your yeah, exactly. windows are literally open. You're by the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not Mr. Miyagi, like, catching that shit with chopsticks. Like, and so he would find these people anywhere from, like, 5 to $25, um, I think is what it was, the lowest one was. But if they did any of this stuff. They would get fined. And so this couple sued and then Nygaard sues the couple in the Bahamas for defaming him by using confidential documents they took from this from his estate. And then the case was cut like settled out of court in 2007. That's the other thing with a lot of his cases. For four years to like Well, that's the other thing about his cases is they they settle like he settles them and and there's one I know I I didn't add in this now that I'm sitting here thinking this but there's one case that the person had sued him and they had a they had valid like they would have won it was a sexual I think it was a sexual harassment claim but they ran out of money and couldn't yeah. compete with him anymore and then it was just a handful like if that person would have just waited, if they could have just stuck it out a little bit longer, the rest of this all started coming to light and that person could have just jumped on the bandwagon of the class action lawsuit. Wow. But that poor person is now, I think they ended up settling out of court if I remember correctly. But there were so many court cases, I could not put them all in here. There were so freaking many, so many. And that's just leading up to before he gets arrested. Now there's done more. Black Owl Photography, located in the heart of Old Town Louisville, is a five-star rated photography business with over 15 years of experience. Kelly Blackall, the owner of Black Owl Photography, has a way of making anyone feel confident and comfortable in those sometimes awkward shots. She can get a wonderful photo of anyone, even those Chandler Bing clients. Kelly can capture shots that look effortless and natural while locking in beauty around. Black All Photography will handle your class portraits, engagement photos, or even that perfect political campaign headshot. Kelly has done it all and loves to get creative with her clients. If you have been on the fence about getting those updated headshots or need family photos for the holidays, reach out to Kelly and book your session today at Black All Photography on Instagram. That's B-L-A-C-K-A-L-L Photography or you can visit at blackallphotography.com. Schedule your perfect shots today, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Around 2005, Nygaard would get a new next-door neighbor, which was billionaire hedge fund manager Louis Bacon, another person I have never heard of. No, no idea. I'm like, are you related to Kevin Bacon? Does he own bacon i don't know but after reading his name a lot i had to go make some bacon literally i was <laughs> like i really want some bacon now. wow yeah man that's lewis bacon honestly kind of looks like a kevin bacon or what's the guy from ozarks the dad uh, 
He looks like the dad yeah. from Ozarks, kind yeah. of. Like a cross between Kevin okay, Bacon okay. and him, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong, but... He's not a bad looking dude, but I don't know who he is. He's a hedge fund manager. He's a billionaire and he buys the lot adjacent to Mr. Nygaard in the Bahamas um, in Lyford K. And they don't ever really get along. Mm. Over time, Bacon kind of starts getting annoyed with these damn pamper parties because he's living. Obviously, he has multiple homes as well, but he is in the Bahamas a lot and these are Sunday night parties, guys. Billionaire hedge fund dude. I'm sure he takes a lot of time off, but I'm sure he works a lot too. And 4 a.m. on a Monday, Monday morning, morning is, yeah, not like, ideal. Shit's about to hit the fan at 7 a.m. Yeah, stock market's opening up. Like, yeah. who knows? Like, yeah. So he gets a little annoyed by these parties because of the music. They actually share a, and now I say shared, it's a shared driveway, but it's really like there's not that many houses and it's the only road in and out. So it's kind of like the only way yeah. to get there. So it is sort of shared. Now the road goes in and then the it like veers off into their their lots, if you will. So people, when they're coming to the pamper party, start blocking and parking in the road, which then blocks Mr. Bacon's driveway. Mm. And he starts getting a little bit more irritated about that. And so he, according to Bacon, asks Nygaard at first to just keep the music down and to have his guests not park on his side of the shared driveway. But that doesn't really go over well. Nygaard's pretty much like, F you, I'm going to do what I want. And so Bacon then decides to take his section of the driveway and he cuts through his property. He rebuilds it, creates this like dip so nobody... <laughs> can park smart and then he built like this flagship wall to block the view from his house into Nygaard K estate um fight money with money well when you got that kind of money yeah you can yeah. absolutely do that and so I'm like okay you went over there reasonably he refused I don't think this is out unreasonable to then add the structure I mean building the wall blocks the neighbors out and it blocks the sound which you know if your neighbor's walking around naked who really wants to see that mm -hmm. um especially with the parties and stuff going on i mean i'm sure he doesn't want to hear all that and see all of that well this dip this just creates a massive firestorm for these pair jesus and because these two have money this just becomes a big ass fucking it's just, battle it's like neighbor wars mm-hmm of the billionaires so Nygaard gets mad that Bacon did this. Then he he goes after Nygaard and sues, or excuse me, Nygaard goes after Bacon and sues him because they're, the dip created a drainage problem when it rained. And so then Nygaard said that it was, quote, smelly. It had mosquitoes. And in order to come to our place, you had to go and wear rubber boots to come and knock on our door. Then Bacon turns around and said, quote, Nygaard likes the idea that people think they're going to a separate island when they go to his place. Now it kind of looks like what the English call a ha-ha. The road drops and it feels more private. It's a better entrance <laughs> for his guests and better for me too, end quote. 
I don't know what a haha is or if he's making that up, but I was like, that's kind of funny. So again, it's like tit for tat. And the music doesn't stop. So what does Bacon do? He then goes by, goes and buys four extremely expensive Meyer sound speakers, I think is what they were. And this is around October of 2009. And these speakers, basically, he's like, I've read a couple different things about him, but it sounds like he was just projecting music back onto the Nygaard K area. Mm -hmm. And these speakers are literally not your everyday average Bose speakers from, you know, Best Buy. They're like huge. (laughs) These are, yeah. And so... That just pisses Nygaard off, who calls his buddies at the police and says that Bacon is in possession of terroristic-grade weaponry. Oh, God. So the Bahama anti-terrorist squad raids Bacon's estate and, according to Bacon's filing, cuffed his staff and confiscated items belonging to his wife, children, and the speakers. Uh-oh. It's believed Nygaard, I, I read that he had an over a 20-year relationship with the prime minister of in the Bahamas at this point. So it's like, did he use these connections to try to make this happen? But these devices ended up being discovered that they were not what military grade what? or weapons. No way. So they had to give them back. And then... I think it was within a year or so later, Nygaard's house catches on fire. Mm. And in a filing, Bacon alleges that Nygaard planted stories accusing him of the arson. And he cites a 2014 Daily Mail article that said Bacon told his groundkeepers, Dan Tuckfield, to, quote, Find a way to burn Mr. Nygaard's fucking house down, end quote. Oh. Nygaard's six-acre Mayan-inspired compound fire was ruled to be an electrical fire, and it did demolish most of the structures wow, within. Wow, that had to have been a big fire then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was massive, and it was like in the middle of the night, I believe. Nygaard thinks Bacon's responsible He's denying it. Bacon has his housekeeper grounds guy, Tuckfield, that he's working with. And then Nygaard comes back and says that Bacon hired Tuckfield to take his Bacon's bow and plant almost $70,000 worth of cocaine on it and to put it on Nygaard's side of the beach. (laughs) Oh, my God. And this plot apparently backfired. According to Nygaard, this is according to Nygaard, according to Nygaard, Bacon hired Tuckfield to put all this cocaine on his beach, but that the plot backfired when the cocaine washed up on Bacon's side of the property. Uh Then, after that, Tuckfield was found dead in Bacon's pool. 
So Nygaard goes on to claim that Bacon had his like own staff right member now. murdered. I know. It's literally <laughs> these it's two billionaires going at it. With the cocaine. <laughs> in a week. And a Bacon wolf. did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I haven't played that game in forever. But seriously. So Tuckfield dies. Nygaard saying that Bacon used his staff member to plant this cocaine to set the fire. Like he, they're just smearing each other back and forth. Bacon's death not bacon. Tuckfields. Thank you. His death is ruled to be from a heart attack. It's probably on the cocaine that he was sniffing. Oh, that's what I'm wondering. Did he have a heart attack because he <laughs> took all that cocana? Sampling the product. Yeah, I'm sure some yeah. some packages didn't wash up on shore. <laughs> like, I'm sure it wasn't just a ruse. I'm sure bacon may be in the cocaine industry i don't know there could be a lot of things going on a lot so bacon makes a statement somewhere in the middle of all of this that says quote dealing with nygaard is like having dog shit on your shoe <laughs> to which nygaard is respond is quoted to have responded back to him in another article that says quote i recommend that he changes his shoes <laughs> Are we God. in first grade? They're such little babies. They're little billionaire babies. They really are. After the first, oh my God, I know. After the fire, I mean, it just, it keeps going back and forth. Nygaard goes on to drag Bacon through the mud in a smear campaign in the Bahamas that Bacon is a member of the KKK <sighs> because this battle is going on and Nygaard is like determined to bring him down and finds some clip of him making a speech and he references, I think, Gone with the Wind. is nothing to do with KKK, has nothing to do with anything like what he's actually talking about in the clip, but he totally takes that as propaganda to twist and smear <laughs> it how he wants. And... Yeah, so after that, Bacon doesn't want to come back to the Bahamas because these smear campaigns are going on. It's like signs with go home bacon, and he's scared for his life because there's a lot of black people in the Bahamas. And if you're right. saying he's a racist, I can get why he wouldn't want to go there. I'd be a little scared too. Mm -hmm. These two are literally, like I said, it, they're just going back and forth, and it's it's like the battle of who has the biggest swinging billionaire dick. <laughs> it does. They have all this fucking money in the world, and this is how you this two are doing. Battling it. it in court back and forth. Like, you, there's so many more things Over to do. Over one of your properties. A singular property. Exactly. Like, wow. I've got a lot more problems I can throw at you if you want to take on those as well. So, like this continues this battle just continues until Nygaard has an employee who is responsible or was responsible for a lot of these creations of the videos within the smear campaigns against bacon Stephen Farello he was the former Nygaard creative director from 2011 to 2014 and he turned whistleblower when he reached out to Bacon after he stopped working for Nygaard, explaining everything he knew and hands over all this footage 
of the pamper parties, the private jets, all of the documentation around the smear campaigns. Like, I don't know exactly everything, but he mentions that he hands over a lot of stuff, video footage, pamper party footages, private plane parties, like all this stuff, all of the um, information that they were working on for the smear campaign against Bacon. He hands all this over to him. It's basically everything Bacon needs to solidify what he's been arguing that Nygaard is doing smear campaigns, defamation. So it's kind of the ammo he needs to take him down. Yes, absolutely. And in January of 2015, Bacon, Bacon went did a $100 million defamation complaint against Nygaard in New York City where both of their men have their headquarters located. Nygaard, the suit alleges, has been the ringleader behind a vast multimedia smear campaign, TV and radio ads purchased, websites created, videos doctored, t-shirts printed, hate rallies staged with parades through Nassau, all of this to label Bacon as a racist, a theft, a thief, excuse me, a terrorist, and all of them are having these signs of Bacon go home. Jeez. So he sues Nygar. Yeah. Bacon sues Nygar. $100 million. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want that kind of money. I mean, I'll just take, you know, 500000 I don't even need a full million. Like, you... Can you just pay off my student loans? Exactly. Can you just <laughs> pay off my student loans? Help me, I'm poor. Nygaard, because this is what these two do, files a countersuit against Bacon. In total, I think there were over 16 different legal actions between Nygaard and Bacon. Their associates and people within like their team. And it ranges in the tens of millions of dollars. All of this is vandalism, bribery, insider trading, arson, murder, destruction of property, the fragile, the destruction of the fragile seabed, rape, terrorism. My God. Jesus. They were trying to hit each other on all, all angles. Oh, yeah. They're going back and forth. Like whatever's throwing it to the wall and whatever sticks. It's discovered that one of the videos Steve hands over to Bacon shows a female that was identified as being only 17 years old at the time Mm. the video was taken. And he is taking her across state lines. And at that point, Nygaard, like things just kind of start escalating for Nygaard. I think we had, I told you earlier he was in that, immortality stem cell research aging backwards crap in one of the documentaries i watch he goes to china supposedly for (laughs) i question if he actually had the procedure that they show on the documentary in china because i understand they all have masks on but every single one of those doctors looked like white people to me like they're in china for a procedure that's not allowed here in the u.s but 
It didn't look like anyone was Chinese in that video, but he <laughs> does. There is several videos where he is like around a bunch of Chinese people and there's others people speaking Chinese, but he goes into the hospital room and he has the gown on and the video is going. This is on the show I watched and the nurse comes in and he says like something about his junk being too big for the mesh underwear he's wearing. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So he's wearing this mesh underwear and he, the lady comes in and he says, it's so big, I can't get it all in there. To which the nurse turns around and says, well, that's the biggest one we have. At that point, Nygaard lifts up the dress gown and shows his junk. They have to blur it out. It's a mesh underwear. And they, he shows like his shit to this girl and says, quote, when the girls see all that, they all want to be my girlfriend. Okay. That's so I bet they do. Your money has nothing to do with it, buddy. <laughs> just laugh in his face. The best part, though, is the chick, like, doesn't even, like, phase him. She's just like, okay. She just walks off. Like, she doesn't okay. respond. Yeah. And the look <laughs> on his face is just like, what just happened? Like, why isn't she entertaining what I just said? The nurse just kind of looks at him and like, I I don't hear her say anything in the clip. She just like walks out and he's just kind of like dumbfounded. (laughs) And then they show him afterwards and he's like, yeah, I had all this like crap done, stem cell shot. It straight up looked like he just had a tummy tuck. It looked like a Kardashian Jenner style, suck the fat from one, pump it in somewhere else. I'm sure that's what they did. I mean, all that stuff is just interesting, but Mm -hmm. come on. It's gross. Well, they continue to talk about this stem cell crap. And I'm not saying it's crap. I don't really actually know much about it. What they are doing and talking about to me is crap because they're at a dinner table with a bunch of women and it's Nygaard and his friend. I think his name was Steve Power. And in the video, his friend Nygaard turns to these Nygaard's friend Peter turns to these women and he says, talking about saving your organs and your eggs and all of that, he turns around and says, the perfect female specimen, curvy, juicy black women from Africa. Oh, my God. What the two f- then go on to ask several of these girls if $100 was would be surfi- like suffice enough to like pay for their egg. Like, what the fuck? So he basically, what he's trying to do is live forever. And so he wants to clone himself is what he's basically doing. He's he's taking, if I'm understanding this correctly, and I went to public school in the United States, so I'm sorry if my science isn't all stellar. But from what I understood, they were taking, like, his his shit, someone else's egg, and making, like, a clone that he's then freezing so that if he ever needs, like, a backup body part... But then I'm like, what? Oh my god! Yeah, for like stem style stuff. Then in yeah. the more they go into the conversation more with these women, talking about how stem cell research is really good for like anti aging and a bunch of other things, and how the best is aborted 
baby fetuses and how they shouldn't be discarded because there's a lot of rich stem cells, his words, not mine. He also goes on to talk about like the placenta and newborn babies. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is all the QAnon shit. Like, oh what God. the fuck? Like, that is terrifying. That is, dumb. oh my God. I just don't understand. Like, if you're taking someone's egg and you're, isn't that like creating like a person, an in vitro baby of sorts? Yes. So, do we have a gray line of abortion at that? Is it like you're cryo? I don't know, like you're freezing it for body parts. Like, I don't know. That just seems like a lot of, I'll just die gracefully and age gracefully. And I I don't need all of that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. totally not my wheelhouse of that's, I'm not taking aborted anything and shoving that on my face or in my veins or no, thank you. I will politely decline. Thank you, though. And then he goes on to say the friend, I believe. Well, it's either his friend or Peter. I can't remember at this point because it's so disgusting that the best eggs for this are 14 to 18-year-olds. So let's just let you digest that. Where are you getting 14 to 18-year-olds' eggs from? Oh, God. So I don't have proof that he's doing any of this QAnon crap. Don't go all crazy on me, people. But what we do know is he does say that the best eggs are 14 to 18. He does say it's out there. You can go watch it. Aborted baby fetuses, baby blood, placentas, all the things like (laughs) help you age younger and backwards. It's disgusting. (laughs) Nygaard was looked at by the FBI in 2015 and 17 on claims of sex trafficking. He was also investigated by the United States Department of Homeland Security in 2016 for nine months. But hey, guess what? Never happens. No charges come Exactly. The FBI just ain't doing shit ever. So on November 24th, 2019, the police in the Bahamas began investigating six allegations of rape made against Peter Nygaard. All of the alleged victims were supposedly under 16. On January 27th, 2020, Nygaard faced two separate lawsuits after being accused of sexual assault. And then in February of February 13th of 2020, so right before COVID, 10 women filed a class action lawsuit against Peter Nygaard in New York, alleging that he had raped them at his home in the Bahamas and that these alleged attacks wow. took place between 2008 and 2015. Uh, several of them alleged that he maintained a sex trafficking ring. Seven of those women were under the age of 18, they said, when this happened. On the next day, the police in the Bahamas made a discovery of four additional women. They start investigating the allegations of four additional women and on November, excuse me, February 25th, Nygaard's headquarters in New York was raided by the FBI. Oh my God. In connection with sex trafficking. It starts like, starts slow balling. Thank God. But what really gains a lot of this traction is because of this feud with his billionaire friend, it started picking up some tabloid, a little bit of like, pop culture 
fill in a, we just need a story. Oh, we got billionaires battling it out. Like, let's do a story. So there were several stories about it, like on Vanity Fair and a few other sites. But it's, I think because that starts generating traffic and then you have the employee going to bacon with information against the smear campaign. I think that women that were assaulted by him start getting a little bit more comfortable coming forward. Right. And, literally, and that's usually what happens. It just takes one to start the snowball. It absolutely does. On the 20th of April, 2020, there were, 36 additional women who joined this mm. class action suit, bringing it a total of 46. Ugh. It's been reported there have been additional ones that have come forward um, and that the number actually could be higher, like into the 60s. But the last one I saw confirmed was 57 after an additional 11 came forward after the last additional ones came forward so I've, I've read multiple reports but we're sitting at almost or above 60 women that have come forward at this point mm. he files a motion to dismiss again we just start going back and forth uh Nygaard was actually sued by two of his own sons on accusations of directing a known sex worker like his oh. girlfriend to rape them oh I don't know. There's just a whole lot of like crazy drama. Oh, I did forget to tell you. He does make a statement that he gifted these like freezing your eggs and body part crap, like creating your own clone person um, as Christmas gifts to all of his children. I wonder what that would cost. Ew. <laughs> Could you imagine your mom no, gives you that so for Christmas? Like, I just wanted an Apple watch. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't need a liver, dad. Oh, God. Or a dead baby in a box. Oh, my God. Or placenta stem cell crap. Like, I do have heard lots of stories about, like, the umbilical cord and placenta having a lot of rich vitamin. But no, dude, I'm not trying to extract that and then... Keep it in store. A vial for me being vain because I've got a wrinkle. (laughs) I'm good. I'm so good. He doesn't even get arrested until December of 2020. Mm. He is arrested in Winnipeg. Um, He's brought to the U.S. to face charges in Manhattan. Why is it always in New York? I mean, obviously, they filed these claims in New York, and his headquarters is in New York. But I just feel like with a lot of these cases, like um, Epstein, why are we in New York? It was Florida and... And the other house, like, in Arizona or New Mexico, like, I don't it's know. It's probably where their main place of residence is. Yeah, or the business that has the most money that they're going to go after. Who right. knows? I don't know all the deals of that. He's denied bail. Um, Again, there's, you know, he's, he's countersuing. He's supposed to step down from his business. He doesn't. Judge orders him to. I mean, there's just, like, constant... Just, just bullshit. Yeah, and I think he thinks that because he's been so untouchable that he can do whatever he wants and get away with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, 
This I found interesting. On February 18th, 2021, it was reported that a new lawsuit had been filed by one of the class action plaintiffs, which named Peter Nygaard's niece as an alleged co-conspirator in the alleged sex trafficking scheme. Oh. Yes. Nygaard's denied bailed again in March of 2021. And in April of 2021, it said that Nygaard was just waiting to be extradited back to... Canada. Yeah, I think he's got charges in the U.S. and here. So I think he's got to wait. But either way, he is just sitting, sitting in a, he's, sitting in a jail. He's currently 79 right now, so we'll is he? see how long it takes for um, them to extradite. Is he 79? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, he does not look, maybe that chirogen, what did the hell is it called? Whatever, his stem cell aborted baby crap like whatever he actually, actually doesn't look that old is what i'm trying to say i in cannot 2020 talk. he was 79 so he's well and that's if those now. rates those the year is right because i've read that he was born in 43 and 41 so he's Which in is, his 80s yeah he's, he's in, in his, his 80s. 80s he is absolutely yeah in his 80s but Jesus. he is in custody he is um, sitting in a... It sucks that they took so long to catch him again. Yeah. And he was also doing the same pattern that uh, quite a few other uh, billionaires do. Yes. So. Well, and all of his past allegations, again, started coming back to light when this feud with... And you can't open those back up because they were settled. Well, the ones that were settled and then the ones where the women just refused to testify because they were either blackmailed or scared or what have you. Yeah. It's just so. And he's like, I haven't heard anything about like, you know. I've heard nothing about this. Me either. There are some documentary shows. Like, again, I only came to knowing who this lovely douche canoe is after one of my besties gave me her HBO login because <laughs> I, I think she wanted me to watch something or I wanted to watch I don't remember and there was a show it was like a little mini docuseries thing and it was about all these different things and he was one of the cases they covered and I'm like who the hell is Peter Nygaard but I did read that after all of this Dillard's dropped him but I don't know if he is still with Dillard's, he still has Nygaard International. It's still out there. His children are all running it. He has multiple children. Oh, I don't doubt with that. With multiple women. I have read that he has eight children. I've also read that he has ten children. So I'm wondering if some of them he doesn't, quote unquote, claim. Jesus. He's just... Uh, out of wedlock children some of them were he's been married multiple times but yeah he's got like i said multiple children multiple wives and uh i don't believe lewis bacon has been back to the bahamas um i wouldn't go back and the last i heard nygaard k is just sitting there because in the process of all of this peter nygaard was 
denied a permit to rebuild um, on like a st the structure, like rebuild the certain thing that he wanted on the property. So he was battling that in court when all of this started. So Jeez. I, if you look at current photos, that thing is just sitting there. So if we could, I mean, maybe we should start a GoFundMe and we can just name it like anti-human trafficking island where we can just have anyone that you can rent a cabana and the money will all go back to fighting human trafficking or we can make it like a cool resort where we like a ranch hand rescue like bob's house of hope but like it's in the bahamas where mm -hmm. we get trafficked individuals and we give them like solitude and or vacation yeah yeah oh my god like we buy we're gonna i'm gonna start a gofundme Anyone who contributes to the GoFundMe can come stay one time for free, depending on how much you donate. <laughs> I will Lewis donate. Bacon, if you are listening to this, I did read some things on you. You do seem like a pretty stellar guy. That that Mr. Lewis Bacon has purchased quite a bit of property and donated it um, as conservation, so you cannot wow. develop on it. Yes, quite a bit of property. Um more property than I'll ever own. I don't even think I own that much in the Monopoly game. So, yeah, a whole island in the Southampton area. He bought during a bankruptcy for a crazy stellar deal. It was only $11 million, um, But it was like a, well, it's like a 50-acre, like, island. He has the whole island to himself. Well, he made it a bird conservation. So there can be no development on that land other than what's already there. And so... Listen, Lewis Bacon, you're probably listening because you're an anti-human trafficking person. And listen, I don't need a bunch of money, but if you want to just purchase Nygard K and turn it into a little resort or maybe fund our little efforts of... We can call it last word. We can make an episode where it's Lewis Bacon... Tonight, we give Lewis Bacon the last word against Peter <laughs> Nygaard. Come on our show. Facilitate your Tell balance. us everything. <laughs> so, yes, that is the story of Peter Nygaard. I do not believe he has gone to court. I think he is fighting it. I haven't heard anything else about it. So, that's our creeper for... That was a tale. Oof. I mean, the moral of the story here is when your neighbor asks you to... Turn your fucking music down. Maybe just Maybe turn just your music do it. Down. And then, no, no, that is not the moral of the story. No, the moral of the story is don't be a child predator sicko. With an island. Trying to be younger with aborted baby fetuses. Ugh, Moving on to our weekly spotlights. Megan, take it away. Alrighty. First, we have Francis Albert, who was 17 years old when he was last seen on April 15, 2009 in Quebec, Canada. Francis is described as a white male with blonde hair and brown eyes. He was approximately 5 feet 11 inches tall and weighed around 160 pounds when he went missing. Francis was last seen leaving his home in Quebec. His vehicle was found on the following day on an ATV trail in St. Amable, Quebec. No one has since seen or heard from Francis since. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS or 8477. 
Next, we have Michaela Margaret Kim Bali, who was 16 years old when she was last seen on April 12, 2016 in Yorktown, Saskatchewan, Canada. Michaela is described as a white female with blonde hair and blue eyes. She was approximately 5 feet 2 inches tall and weighed around 126 pounds when she went missing. Michaela was last seen at the STC bus depot in Yorktown at 1.45 p.m. Michaela left the bus depot and hasn't been seen since. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477. Next, we have Marcus McKay, who was 8 years old when he was last seen on July 15, 2000 in Mallard, Manitoba, Canada. Marcus is described as an indigenous male with brown hair and brown eyes. He was approximately 4 feet 7 inches tall and weighed around 75 pounds when he went missing. Anyone with information is asked to call the RCMP at 204-983-5461. Reference case number 201584928. All right, until next week, true crime friends, I will remain loud, bold, and out there with all I do. And you fine folks, please, please stay vigilant, be aware, and always remember, guys, what the world needs now is love. We do not need more hate. No, 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 no. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share. The Power Project Collectives wants you to step into your purpose, own your gifts, and take action. This amazing organization is filled with drive, mission, and determination to end human trafficking. Shop the Power Project Collective where you can support socially responsible female business owners working to end human trafficking through transitional employment, mentorship, scholarship funds, and more. Last Word is proud to be a part of the Power Project Collective and to share these amazing gifts and talents of so many. Check them out at thepowerproject.com and help make a difference in a survivor's life.